That's right, it's episode 280, and today, we're getting fucking Hindi horror crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually pretty excited about this episode. Uh, We decided to pick some movies from Bali, like a Bollywood-style horror from India, and their language is Hindi, so I call it Hindi horror. Uh, I don't think that's disrespectful. I think I've even seen that they have like Hindi horrorcore. I've seen it online. There's like a digital album called Hindi Horrorcore. Right. And it's like all the songs, the dance songs that they do. In In the horror movies? In the horror movies, yeah. So, which are really popular, by the way. So, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, in in India, they have a particular style of dancing and singing that they do in a lot of their movies. And I don't know if it's all of them, but it is a very, uh, you know, traditional thing to do. Uh, They have a lot of times when someone's in love or... You know, they they care for each other or it's like, you know, my mom cares for me. You know, it's like they sing this song and it's like supposed to represent love in some way. I've noticed it's, it's always love. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they have those mixed in with the movie and these movies are kind of long. Like I think the we got two movies, by the way, and I'll tell you what they are and then we'll get into all the rest of the stuff. But we have Fiorana from 1988 and Papa which is from 1996. One of these is about a witch that sucks on the necks of people and uh, basically tries to woo men into the woods and kill to them. To kill them. And things go wrong for her, for the witch and or vampire bat woman thing. thing. Wow. <laughs> and then there's another one. That's an original story, by the way. And then we have a ripoff that's called Papa Gudia, which is actually the child's play ripoff. But instead of a really cool animatronic doll that blew people's minds back in the 80s, nope, they decided to go with a cheap 99-cent fucking <laughs> two-foot doll. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's funny. The, the doll, at least. you know, We'll talk about whether or not the movie's any good, but uh, I think you might have an idea what quality a movie that is. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I get excited for these types of movies. And I really hope that some of you actually watched some of these, you know, before we talk about this. And and if you do hear this, give it a shot. You know, some of these movies are really fun. And it's a different taste that you don't get. And I'm getting more used to it as I watch more and more Bollywood. Uh, They have some pretty amazing action movies as well. Like, Mm -hmm. insanely, like, some of the CGI, like, there's there's a group on YouTube called Corridor. Corridor crew uh-huh. and they do CGI and stuff like that and they do really advanced shit for like YouTube and like 
they're like friends with all the people in the industry who do the movies and stuff like that. Is it that is it that YouTube that like tries to figure out the Yes, they do oh, that the, too. Okay. They do a lot of different things really, but they, they'll have visual effects artists who come recreate. in and then they'll die, like look at movies and go, What did they do right or wrong? Mm-hmm. They have been doing like the recreation thing, like they did the Did they do T two and they did young Sherlock Holmes where they did the window scene, which is one of the very first CGI moments in history mm-hmm. where they actually actually had a stained glass character jump off the window and then like kind of walked on in this church and it was like insane back in the 90s or whatever and they recreated it recently but yeah they do a ton of stuff so they have a lot of movies that have a lot of really crazy cgi that is really impressive and they and these guys always talk about how the bollywood scene has some great cgi you know, even if it's like old news, like CGI, they're like, they, they figured they're like, man, this is some technical shit. Like, how did they figure it out? And like how they try to figure it out is pretty great. So if you ever get a chance to go down that, there is some fun action movies. Like if you love cheesy action flicks and you thought fucking Steven Seagal was crazy. Oh, man, let me show you some of these action films because they are insane. Mm-hmm. Just like these horror movies are insane. Like they're wild, man. So, but anyway, I'm excited about it. Christina, how are you this week? What's going on with you? I've just been really busy. I haven't even been on Instagram. Three weeks I haven't smoked, motherfuckers. That's right. And I'm doing pretty good, I'd say. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Well, you have moments. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've been like, you know, I quit smoking and what else did I do? I've been drinking a lot more water. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be careful about what I eat, but that's, you know, this is the start of it. So we're getting there. The next thing is exercise and like getting, getting back into shape and stuff like that. You know, taking this extra human that's on my body right now off. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and then uh, narcolepsy, trying to get that figured out if I have it or not, because one of my buddies uh, went and got tested, and he uh, explained all his symptoms and everything that he was dealing with, and it sounded almost identical to mine. That does not mean that I have narcolepsy. I might have a myriad of things wrong with me, because right. I'm not exactly the most healthy person right now, but you know, a lot of people are having that issue because of the fucking whole pandemic bullshit, yeah. So... But yeah, we got some stuff in the mail that I ordered for my birthday and stuff with my birthday money. I got the sadness in, which is that fucking crazy like zombie film where people go insane after a virus or after a pandemic and then they just start murdering people. Isn't that on Shutter soon? Yeah, it's going to be on Shutter soon in May. I don't know what the actual date is. I think it's the 12th. Yeah, but I got it on 4K. I ordered it from Germany. It's an uncut version. It's like the most raw version you can get. There mm-hmm. is, I think, a Blu-ray that you can get from Raven's Banner right now mm-hmm. uh, that you can pre-order and you can get it sent to your house. But the 4K, I think, may be sold out. That's from Cape Light. Cape as in like a cape on your back. Cape Light. C-A-P-E. Yeah, it's in Germany. It took 20 days. It got here. I've been counting the fucking minutes, like literally checking my phone like all day long. Like, is it here yet? Is it here? And it came today, finally. And I was like, oh, God, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some new videos up that we're going to be talking about where uh, I have a sadness um, review that I'm going to be putting up before this episode airs. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I I don't want to promise it and then not deliver, but Mm -hmm. it should be up either this past weekend from today or today or tomorrow or something. I don't know. But I just wanted to get it up as soon as possible before everybody sees it on Shutter. Shutter, yeah, because then they're going to come to this and go, I wonder what people thought. 
But there's a lot of people that are like fucking like, what? Mm-hmm. Like this movie's like bizarre and there's like, you know, there's some stuff in it that's questionable. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it before. Garth Enos, who is the one of the people who created it, he has done The Boys and you know how crazy the boys get, right? Right. In the comics, especially, they get even pretty pretty bad, too. But even in the show, mm-hmm. it's, like, pretty sexual and, you know, adult. Right. This movie, I've heard, has some sexual scenes in it. So I'm curious how that's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's just so ridiculous that you can't take it seriously, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes, guys. But anything else that you're uh, excited about and we did get oh we did get some uh the yokai monsters collection from the 1960s and it comes with the great yokai war which was like a remake in the 2000s mm-hmm. uh, so we may do those in the future um but i'll have a whole unbox like a whole like uh haul video by the way that you, you guys too. can check out uh either this week it should be this week so you should check that out and see what i got there's a bunch of stuff there's some giveaways that we have in there too so if you haven't signed up for our giveaways, hint, 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 you might want to do that soon. You can go to longlivethevoid.com. It's on our front page, or you can go to the VIP club and sign up there. doesn't matter. It all gets you to the same place. But anything else you want to add, Christina? No. <laughs> Thanks for adding everything. This is a great episode. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So we decided to pick Papa Gudia. Uh, wow, Papa Gudia, <laughs> which is the Child's, Child's Play, Play ripoff. And we decided to call this shot a 99 cent doll. And, you know, since we are pretty terrible about uh, being able to buy every goddamn alcohol that there is known to man because we're limited in our capacity <laughs> and uh, limited in our scope of imagination, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to use, you're going to guess this one pretty quick, 99 watermelon. Yep. Which is uh, mixed with it's one part 99 watermelon and one part Mountain Dew. Spark. Spark. It's a new one that just came out. It's a raspberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. And we just figured we grabbed like some of the like random shit, you know, that we can do to kind of mark the times and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's just fun to do. And we don't drink this stuff on a normal basis. No, so. we don't. I don't even like soda that much yeah, at all. We don't drink soda at all. Uh, we barely even drink alcohol. Like it's weird. Yeah, anymore. I don't know why. It's like it's like it's... I think you reach. I think you reach a time in middle age where, where you drink too like... much. Yeah, I probably drank yeah. all of you under the table back in the day. So <laughs> suck a suck a. You know what? What suck a whatever uh, human part you want. <laughs> But I'm anyway, ex- I'm excited to try it. Yeah, here's to uh, Papa Gudia. May Ooh, smell it. Does it smell like plastic, like a plastic doll? Mmm, <laughs> right. It smells delicious. Yeah, it smells delicious. Holy fuck! Okay, cheers. That is candy. Holy shit! That is pure candy. It's got a little bit of that lemon bite in the back. Yeah, weird. But holy crap! That's good. That tastes really good together. It's really sweet. It literally tastes like candy. I mean, that's a sh- that's more than a shot you just took. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. You got 30%, 40% alcohol by volume in a it's shot. It's only a half. A regular shot, like vodka. Oh, because it's the 99. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I and see. And it's the 99 proof, so you're, you're doing like... Woo, let's get this started. Yeah, <laughs> let's just punch each other. <laughs> let's get in a wrestling match. <laughs> anyway, guys, so if you would like to try a 99-cent doll... 
<laughs> All you got to do is go down to 99 cent store and pick up a doll and <laughs> put a curse on it and put your soul into its body and then come home and mix Mountain Dew and, of course, 99 watermelons. Or you can just go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section right now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our Hindi horror with Virana from 1988 and Papa Gudia from 1996, the Child's Play ripoff. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Alright, Christina, go ahead and kick it off with your fucking movie. She's doing an order this week. A beautiful young girl, unfortunately possessed from her childhood by a vengeful spirit. Unfortunately. <laughs> Why did they add that in there? Uh, wanders around lonely places to seduce and kill people and thus gradually becoming lost in a dark world of revenge and lust. Hey, spice it up, huh? <laughs> All right. This was directed by Shyam and Tulsi Romsey. 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 Uh, they are two of seven brothers. Romsey? I don't know. Romsey. Go ahead. Sorry. They're two of seven brothers. The brothers worked together for most of their careers and de- divided the various departments of filmmaking among them to p- produce a bunch of films. Yeah. The story goes that one of their kids wanted to do film and he said, all right, we're all making films, guys. Got to do it as family. Which is unheard of out there. Like, that's just crazy. Like, that's crazy out here. You know what I mean? Like, for a mm-hmm. whole family just to do it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's like that's like the American dream right there. Only in India. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this film, we have a, we have brother Gangu uh, doing cinematography. And then we have Anjali and Kanta producing. Um, other movies the brothers have worked on are... Bon Darwaza, Neighbors, multiple episodes of Z Horror Show, and a ton of other horror movies that you can watch. Well, you know, there's a lot that you can do, but we'll probably cover them in the future, so don't worry. <laughs> um, other writers on this film is J.K. Awaja. He also did a movie called Saboot from 1980. Mm-hmm. And then starring in this movie, we have Jasmine, who plays Jasmine. <laughs> Yeah, she's a famous person. A lot of the females out there who do these movies have to be singers, dancers. Right. Like, they have to have it all. Like, this is not like, you know, there's no joking around here. You got to be multi-talented to be able to be an actress in, in Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in Divorce from 1984 and Sakari Meeman from 1979. Mm-hmm. We also have Hemet Burji. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. No, that's close. Okay. Who also plays Hemet. Hemet. He was in Adventures of Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan's daughter. Kwankari Kwambani. Kwankari Kwambari from 1991. I I just did it for you. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) You're repeating it for me. Yeah. No, if I step in, I'll just do it for you. I don't want you to feel bad. Okay. Okay. We also have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. An Africa Dali Sheila, which is another one. And a whom. A pak. A up. K. Hein Kun. And uh, one to Ka four. Yeah. I'm doing this for her because yeah, she's just going to not be able to I'm do gonna it. I'm going to butcher it. I don't even know if I'm doing it right, but I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling the spirit right now. You but know? G- keep going. Holy spirit, activate. Holy spirit. 
Kubkusahan Karbanda, who plays Takor, he's the uncle, I think, in the movie. Uh huh. It's Lagan. He was in this movie called Lagan Once Upon a Time in India. He's in Hader and Hera Ferry, which is in 2000. We also have Satish Shah, who plays the guy who's like the cousin. They call him Hitchcock. Yeah, they call him Hitchcock in the movie because he pretends that he's like a horror director related to Hitchcock. Mm-hmm, he's, he's the comedy and relief. The, yeah, the comedy relief, which is something I noticed that we didn't have in the other movie. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I wrote that down. It's not a typical Bollywood that way. You know what right. I mean? It's missing that extra thing um but yeah he was in call ho na ho he was also in sarabai versus sarabai and main hoon na and that's it these are a lot of things that i have no clue what they are but i'm <laughs> that's what i'm saying just practicing uh my hindi we gotta reckon we gotta recognize them hey we tried to do it out of respect we don't mean it as any 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 harm right it's just nobody really talks about these things and there are people out there that know what the you know these titles yeah, are. are yeah exactly and we don't want to exclude those people because they belong here just as much as anybody else right so what do you think alex oh is it my turn <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is garbage. I'm just kidding. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> no, I actually really like this movie. I this is Verona was uh, a lot of fun. Like it hit the ground running. This is a seriously fast-paced and wild fucking movie. It did not wait a, a second for us while we were scrambling to take notes of all the weird and wild and funny and absurd and bizarre things that were splashing across the screen and there's and when i say splash unfortunately there's not a lot of blood but we'll get into that there's just so much going on on the screen here and we really had a troubled time of taking notes so we had to pause it and, the, and it's, it's two and a half it's two hours and like 45 minutes or something Which like that it took us like three and a half hours it to took complete. us yeah three and a half hours just because there was just so much goodness to write down so we didn't want to forget all the little deets for you guys so we're gonna have a pretty healthy uh Spoiler section, I'll just say that. Uh, But second, it's a long movie. You know, most Bollywood, or in this case, Hindi horror, is always longer because they have to have like 50 songs in it. (laughs) And it's about a witch that feeds on people, men in particular, who are kind of wandering around and being douchebags. She's part bat, snake, vampire. We're not really sure, but the practical effects are just hot and sexy. <laughs> they were good. No, I just think it's really funny to call it that because they're really disturbing, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's cool the way that they light this and direct this and shoot this. I just love the style in this. Like, this is feels like such an 80s movie. And even some of their 90s movies feel like 80s movies, just the way the techniques that they use in some of these movies that we've watched. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. It, it's definitely a movie that actually had a hard time getting put out, too. It took, like, three years for it to get put out. So it sat on the shelf for a long time over some rights over some song or something like that, I believe. It's older than it is supposed to. It was done in 85. Let's put it that way. Right. It's one of the original stories that the Ramsey brothers did, too. They, like, actually came up with this based on a personal experience, which I'll go over in the trivia. They were notorious, you know, obviously, for making a lot of wild films that, you know, to this day still make a lot of money and, you know, don't get the respect I think that that they deserve. Maybe they did at the time, mm-hmm. but they really do deserve a lot of credit because they are fun movies to watch. 
But I personally enjoyed this particular film, especially from the 80s. I've seen other Bollywood films in the past. And uh, we would, well, we got Mama Call, which is the the sort of um, Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff, sort of. Oh, that's right. It's very different than the original movie. So when I say ripoff, it's not like a retread of the movie. Mm-hmm. It has specific scenes that are like it, but not exactly like it. Like, Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's another one called Puni Murda, which is even more specific and like a ripoff, a direct ripoff of or re- they say remake, but <laughs> it's definitely a ripoff because I don't think anybody gave him the rights to do this. Of Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did I say Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, you did on the last movie you talked about. Yeah, it's also, Mur- Puni Murda is a is a remake or reboot or uh, ripoff, essentially. It's the there. Bollywood version. Yeah. They can pretty much get away with that over there because there's no rights against anything like that, I guess. I don't know how Right, it what is America going to come after yeah. them? Like- <laughs> I mean, I guess... Usually everything is pretty fairly, you know, choreographed to make it look like it, you know, like a really cool, fun, action-packed sort of movie, which is I love about these kind of movies. There really isn't a lot of gore or practical going on in this one, which is kind of a bummer, but it kind of holds itself up, you know, just entertainment-wise. Like, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, even though it's just more themed about, because the practical effects on this woman are just insane. And some of the fucking stuff that the, she she takes over another character in the movie, a child, and some of the stuff that this kid does is really funny. And uh, it's just really interesting. So they like to put, you know, just about every type of genre into one movie. So it's not really a scary movie. You know, it's just an entertainment movie. And that's kind of what you can you kind of expect from these types of films. Mm-hmm. It does get a little confusing if you're not watching the subs closely. And boy, does it go pretty fast. So... Might be a challenge for some people a little bit, but some of the visuals should carry you through anyway. There, since there is a lot going on, you got fights, lights, bad shit, crazy performances. It's it's one of the better films in the Bali Fair that I I actually kind of like so far. Well, not being the absolute best thing I've ever seen. It's just kind of silly story wise, but I feel like it is an S big film in a way, and I think it's a higher rated S big film than normal. Mm-hmm. because of how much fun that there is to be on display here. We had a lot of laughs and a lot of like, you know, just back and forth watching this movie and enjoyed it. So I would say, you know, it's an S big film. Some would argue that it isn't. And it's just a great film. You know, it's just a good film. Right. It's definitely been debated by many people because I was reading other people's reviews mm-hmm. and just seeing what they thought. And yeah, a lot of people were saying, yeah, some people call it so bad it's good, but I think it's just good. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever you think it is, I think it's going to fall well within interesting enough to watch to the end, even mm-hmm. if it is two and a half hours long. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, they do have like six dance songs in the middle of it, but all of these movies do. Some of those dance bits actually have some pretty funny shit in them. You know, like they they some of them are kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And it's like get it over with. Like in Mahakal, they were very kind of boring to me because mm-hmm. they were just straightforward. But they, it's like in other movies I've seen, they they kind of dress it up and do different things. They get creative with yeah, it. Yeah, they get really creative with it. So it's not as make it a part of the story more part right. of the story they, they get more creative with it because they know that it's like completely abstract from the film well it's but it's like a musical you right know? Oh, absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i would give it a seven out of ten for the yes big score uh-huh 
it, it, it moves and pops a lot. We definitely had a lot of laughs with this one. It's on YouTube, and you can. Uh, I'll provide a link down below. I, I did also put it in the comment section of what we're watching next week. So if you can find that post on either our Twitter or our Facebook or our Reddit, you can find the the links in there. And just to mention on that the the YouTube one we watched. Oh yeah, there was it was missing some of the music. Pretty sure it was a copyright. There was at, at least out of two of the seven songs, like two only two had three? the the two had music. The rest did not. Yeah, but they don't just, worry. Yeah, it'll come back to the audio once the musical portion is done. Yeah, I think they did it because there's like some. Because of how popular the music is in these movies, right? They have like different rights for mm-hmm. shit, so it's not like just the movie owns it. It's like split between two different right. entities, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does because a lot of the people that are in this movie also make the money off those songs, right? But it it also has the caption and the subtitles, so you can see what the songs are saying, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, so you know, it's still yeah. Makes the, up for you it. have to hit the CC button on the YouTube video. There is um, the next movie is also on uh, Tubi so you can watch it there 100% mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty de- decent quality I didn't realize it was on Tubi or I would have watched it there oh it's okay but we, we, we watched were... enough we uh, there was YouTube uh, fucking ads on that one anyway so yeah which is fine yeah both of them looked really good though mm-hmm. but yeah Christina what did you think what's your well situation when we first watched the trailer I was just like yep we gotta watch this let's do it come on because the trailer's like insane so you at least need to watch the trailer but yes like you said it's extremely fast paced I Dude, did one of the fastest ones I've seen yeah I did have a hard time uh, following the characters because it it seemed like everyone was related which <laughs> made it confusing as fuck <laughs> I mean if I mean if you think about it Ramsey brothers how big their family is and like everyone that works right not just the brothers by the way they're all just a family big and then family. it was just going so fast and you you were like, who's the uncle? Who is his cousin? It's true. Wait, yeah. their nieces? Wait, who's his sister? What's going on? Yeah, we were getting really confused. We were like, wait, is he sleeping with his dad? Like, <laughs> okay, we didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was a fun movie to watch. Um, I liked the ongoing jokes they had. They had one about a cat, which was hilarious. I don't remember that. Yeah, they, there was this cat. That kept popping into the scenes. Uh, there, there was this one scene where he was like pouring milk. That's and, right. And somebody just like threw the cat into the scene and knocked out all the milk and stuff. And they're like, this fucking cat. But we'll talk more about that later. And then there was also like this. They, they had like the horror director that was in there. The Hitchcock. That was all funny. Every scene he was in was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty good. Um, the, it's, ama- it's really creepy though. Yeah. It's like funny creepy. I don't know. But amazing practical effects. The witch looked demonic. Uh, it reminded me of a Rob Zombie music video or um, like his stage show mm. with the colors and the lighting. Yeah. And then the actual effects and stuff they use. I love that over overdoing it with the lights and shit. Oh, yeah, totally. I like that, too. Um, I also liked um, the a little annoying bursts of comedy. I thought it worked well. I mean, the music was good. I'm not like into that. I totally zoned out once they started going into like the actual numbers, the musical numbers. <laughs> um, and then even though there was song and dance, uh, I did enjoy watching this, even though it was a long ass movie. It really was long. It started to get a little and, tiring towards the end. But I don't think it's an S big movie. I think it's just straight up a good movie. It is entertaining. Because yeah. I, th- I think most movies like this, this is how they do movies. 
Like, so I don't, I don't think it was like intentionally cheesy. I don't think it, you no. know what I mean? Like intentionally There bad. is some pretty funny but, shit though. I mean, like it's, it's definitely going to appeal to those people. Oh yeah, totally. But I also gave it a seven out of 10. Really? Yep. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. We're, we're kind of firing. I'm, I've changed you girl. <laughs> I've made you watch okay, some pretty well, shit and no. you were excited about these movies. Yeah, I was excited. I, I, I am still kind of annoyed with some things and then we get into the next movie, but, uh. Uh, no, I, I probably won't watch it again, but I was trying to, like, explain to you, like, like Planet Terror is one of my favorite movies, and I put this on that level. Yeah, I wasn't really get, picking the same vibes up. I was. And I think it's just me because mean how little, it's, like, Like, shot? how it's set up and shot. Okay. Reminded me of Planet Terror. Lighting and the, stuff. And then the little bursts of comedy in there. Right. Just little bits. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you think of, like, Synthwave. Or when you think of dark synth or whatever, and everybody does that music now, and it's like it's supposed to be like a throwback to the retro days of '80s or something, but no music was being made like that back then. <laughs> it's kind of like that, like the lighting that they did in uh, the terror. What is it called? Planet, Planet terror, terror is very reminiscent of how they would do it back then, right? On the extreme, right? I rock a mic like a vandal. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> to the extreme, a rock of mic like a vandal. Um. Anyway, Vanilla Ice, I think. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> love him. I love don't, him. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Better than Eminem, I think. Um. No. Oh <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. So I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad that you enjoyed it too. We were really excited when we went and picked these out because I spent like an hour and a half just going through weird movies. Taking forever. Yeah. So we couldn't record last week and it was just taking forever and Guys, forever. Guys, I honestly have such a like a fondness of such weird movies from like out of this country that are like, you know, from Japan, Korea, like any, any uh, Indonesia, like, you know, Bollywood style from India. You know, I, I there's just so many different things that I could watch that are just so bizarre that I want to share with you guys. Like, and I just get in the mood sometimes just to watch just ridiculous, weird shit like that. Like we got, there's a Japanese Evil Dead movie that's a shot on video, an SOV movie. Uh, that's coming out from a new um, boutique label called uh, Video Vengeance. Uh, and they are putting it out on Blu-ray. And I can't wait to pick that up. I'm picking it up somehow. Um, but we're going to watch that and like some other, you know, really weird sort of. Sh they're both like really short. They're like an hour long or like nine, you know, not even 90 minutes at all. They're like 70 minutes. Oh, that's minutes. good. Better than an hour, two and a half hours. Geez. Two 70 minute long videos, you know, so. I we haven't even watched Batman, and yeah. here we are. Well, watching. I have. You didn't. Yeah, here we, we are. Just, you don't have time, man. You've been out yeah, and about. Sucks. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the trivia, and we got I got a little bit of trivia, and we also have obviously we want to talk about some of the scenes that are in this movie because there's just too many. We wrote everything down, guys. So we're we won't we won't just you know we are not going to do it all, but we wrote it down so we wouldn't lose or forget some of the crazy shit that was in this movie. But if you don't want anything spoiled, like I said, you can watch this on YouTube. I'll provide a link below. If you look for it yourself on YouTube, make sure you type V-E-E-R-A-N-A, -E -E English subtitle, and it will find it for you, okay? But if you haven't seen it, here's your warning. So the film was supposed to release, like I said, in 1985, but they delayed it for three years because there was a censor board problem with it. And they were not liked by the censors, which seems like kind of weird because this movie is so like 
not. Yeah, anything. Maybe it had something to do with like the sexiness in the movie. Maybe it had to do with the satanicness in the movie. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like a religious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, the Central Board of Film Certification demanded that some of the scenes get edited. I couldn't. I couldn't find out what the specifics on that were. There were like a couple of things about it that I read. Um, I read like a lot of articles about this from like people in India and. Who mm-hmm. wrote for different publications and stuff like that, and they really don't express anything about it. So, but there are still a couple of other trivia bits. Like in 1983, the Shyam Ramsey was returning to Bombay from uh, Mahableshwar after completing Piranha Mandir from 1984, which is another one of the films. He had a, a narrow escape from a witch, supposedly. This is a real life experience on a highway and decided to make Virana on his own experience. Oh. So this is original story, although it does very much remind me of a Shaw Brothers film that I saw called Black Magic. Oh, okay. Very similar, which Black Magic 1 and 2 are both pretty fun movies, and I would love to get those at some point. Uh-huh. But yeah. Um, the film was remade, supposedly, by Kishan Shah in 2001, and I have seen the cover for it, and I had seen other people comparing it. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know that it was the sequel at the time, but it's oh, called it's a sequel. Takana, which is T-A-H-K-H-A-N-A. So if oh. you like this movie and you want to see like an updated version from 2001, well, there you go. I wouldn't mind checking it out, but I don't know. These were pretty long, so <laughs> I don't know if you can watch rewatching it is a lot. Have a weekend of it. Yeah, it's just like every day until we hate it. <laughs> uh Shyam Ramsey and his daughter, Sasha Ramsey, were working on a sequel supposedly titled Verana Virana three D, which I did some searching for and Apparently, it never happened. They might still have it in their back pocket. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was supposed to come out in 2017 or 2018, but looks like it never happened. Also, this I got from the Assam Tribune, which uh, was talking about how Ramsey started and how his whole family began. And mm-hmm. essentially, he migrated from Karachi after uh, partition and started a new life there when one of his sons wanted to learn filmmaking he took all of them to Kashmir and trained them in the craft you know which was you know for a traditional Sindhi family was pretty unheard of Mm -hmm. you know you don't just take risks like that you know um but they were never accepted as a part of the mainstream Bollywood ever that's weird you know but their cheaply produced horror films did a lot of business in Bombay so it had a following. It had like a cult. Yeah. T- t- Just like, following. you know, stuff like, you know, you got the insane clown posse. You know, people don't really accept them into the mainstream music, but mm-hmm. they definitely make a lot more money than you'd think. Right. You know, so. They got a following. Yeah. They got a huge cult following. You know what I mean? They'll buy anything. I saw a goth girl from Britain the other day who had a, like a full on, you know, goth girl. And she had an ICP tattooed on her arm. I thought that was interesting. Wait, what? Yeah, I saw this this full-blown... I mean, they're probably everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not it, just American. Yeah, well, I know that, and it's uh, different countries and stuff, too. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, they're they're worldwide. They're taking over. The clowns are everywhere. Hide your kids. That's <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Wicked. Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Back in the day. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, God, cringe. Like, suck it up. Anyway, um, 
So that's pretty much it for the uh, trivia. I thought it was interesting, though. I really find this kind of fascinating. It's, mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the Golem Brothers, mm-hmm. who came from Jerusalem and did the Canon films, just making films, you know what I mean? Like, just cheap and on the fly. I just, I admire, there's something to be admired about those who just risk everything to make horror films. Like, you really, you really have to respect them, you know? Like, I don't care if they're good or bad. It's just putting yourself out there and doing it. I just have mad respect for, you know? Yeah. So, which a lot of people do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, like, you wouldn't think a whole family would do it. But (laughs) we do have some scenes that we could talk about. The movie starts up with some really weird cult shit going on. You got this girl who's Nikita. She's the daughter of the devil, I'm assuming, because they keep saying Mahakal, which means monster, and it also means the devil. It's kind of multi-purpose. And and they come in, and she's stabbing this guy, and then she starts sucking his blood, and then there's a little girl. Don't they resurrect her first before any of that happens? Like, they bring her back from the dead? No, because the guy died, and then the little girl finds the body first okay right the little girl finds the body and then it goes to her family and there's this other guy who i guess is the uncle and then he's like we need to find this witch well before that though like i'm talking about before that i'm saying like with nikita how did she come about she was just automatically alive and they just like put her in there i don't remember I'm confused because we just saw two movies that are very similar in tone <laughs> in a lot of ways. So uh, it's, it's you know, that was a long movie. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. Um, but there is a man. Wasn't there a man in a cage screaming to get out? And he's like completely nude. And she's like, I'm going to feed on you. Right. And then she like rips off her. She has like a bat necklace that looks like you get it straight out of fucking. Hot Topic. Hot Topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and her face turns like fucked up. Like, it's really snaky looking. Like, her eyes are red, and they look all, like, like these, they're, like, on an angle, kind of like a cat almost, I don't know, like a picturesque cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she, like, stabs him to death and then drinks his blood, right? And that's what the first one. Right. And then they find the body. The little girl finds the body. Yeah, she finds the body on the side of the road or whatever. And there's a bunch of people that live in this house, a huge family like the Ramsey family that have literally like we didn't know who was who. You know, it was such a big family. Right. It was huge. But they automatically assume it's a witch. They're like, oh, it's a witch. And there's well, it this, was. There's this one guy with a scar on his face. And he was like, he's like, yeah, but come on. It's a, a witch, guys. Like, really? But the guy in the scar on his face, he's like, it's real. I've seen it. He's like, I was out there and she was sucked on my face and she scratched me. And this is how I got the scar. And then immediately Samir is like, well, if this is true, then we need to find her and hunt her down. And his wife is like, hunt her down. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like, what the fuck? Samir, get in line. Calm the fuck down. It was two miles down the road. They could come here. You don't know. <laughs> so he goes out, seduces her. No, she, okay, she's walking down the road alone, and he's in his car, and he's like, you want to ride? You need a ride, week, week. So he ta- drives her to the house, and then he's like, "Do you? are you here by yourself? You stay alone? And she's like, yes, I am. And do you want to stay? Wake, wake. <laughs> and then, uh... Some other shit happens, and then all of a sudden he's like in a hot tub, bathtub. Oh, thing. he they, they start getting hot and heavy. And he's like, he's like, oh, hold on, before we get hot and heavy, I need to get 
wet and clean or something like that. And so then immediately he's like in the hot tub and then she does this like weird like strip thing and gets in the tub with him and he's like, oh God, your skin is so harsh and cold like a and snake. He, and then he throws like poison on her face or some shit, right? Yeah, he has some symbol that looks like it's a 30 symbol. It's like a, a Hindu symbol. I couldn't figure out. I didn't. I tried looking it up, but I didn't know what it was. I think it's common. I, I don't know what it means either. It looked like it, it like a. It's a common symbol. Not to be disrespectful, but it looked like a dirty 30, like, you know, like something you stick in a birthday cake. <laughs> like, it just the way that the three looked, it looked like really stylish. And then there looks like a little, oh, I don't know what it is. It's a symbol, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. He uses it kind of like you would a cross and it like kind of burns her and then she changes. Yeah, she transforms into her witch face, right? Yeah, her bitch face. Which she is hisses really at cool. him. It's like green and shit. It's all trans and then uh and then they tie her up. They put her they put her head in a bag and then they tie her up and then they they, they um they hang her. Yeah, I, there was like, a, they string her up to hang her, yeah. Yeah, they string her up to hang her. And she's like hissing and, and screeching at all the of them. The whole time. And then the cult people come, like when everyone's gone, the cult people come. They After take, they hang her. Yeah, well, she's yeah, been hanged. that's what I mean. After everybody else leaves, they hang her. Everyone else leaves. And then uh, the cult people come and they take her body and they put her in a coffin. And they're, they're, then they start talking about, they have to put... Nikita's bo- or soul into another body. Right. And then there's decided- this leader guy named Baba who is like a satanic warlock. And he is like the one that's in charge of everything and like resurrecting Nikita and all this other shit. And like, he's like, you're, he's like, your body is dead, but your spirit lives on. We'll find you a new body. In fact, we'll use Samir's daughter. And it's like, oh shit, no. <laughs> See, you shouldn't have gotten involved. His wife was right the whole time. You know? Yep. That's why you should always listen to your wife. So the satanic warlock uses his mind powers. And and this isn't even the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, dude. Like, this is like, I mean, it's like how we're talking is how fast it's happening. They, they, so they try to capture this Jasmine girl and they knock her out whilst they're like broken down on the side of the road. And so they do this bottle jar sort of uh, spell thing that they're doing and they, have like a plan to get Jasmine, Samir's daughter, from the car while they're driving down the street. And they knock him out somehow. And I don't know how the fuck they did it because Samir looked like it just was like sudden. I didn't even understand. I was like, what's going on? And then she just passes out, the little girl. They leave, go to bottle ceremony and finish that up, which I was like, okay, what is going on? Right. And she, after they put the bottle in the casket with the dead witch... She wakes up out of the car and walks back to their fucking place and then gets in the casket with the witch, right? Right. Which the old woman, like, she wakes up for a second and, like, pulls her in, right? Right. To transfer souls. Yeah. And there's these weird-ass worshippers that have, like, a... Dildo heads. (laughs) Yeah. They have, like, weird almond-shaped, like, raisin-faced-looking heads. And they're like, (laughs) over and over at the table. So it was pretty funny. And then, of course, Samir shows up, and it's already, you know, changed, like, his daughter. And he sees her in the casket, and she's all smiling at him, saying, You can never kill me. And, like, some weird fucked-up voice. And he's like, Jasmine! Jasmine! And then all of these like guys with like seriously some of the most comical swords that you've ever seen. They're ginormous swords. They're like LARPing 
video game <laughs> swords. Or some fantasy something. It looked like, yeah, it looked like Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, it did. Swords. It looked like Final Fantasy. But yeah, they, they corner him. He screams. You think he's dead. We never hear from him again. Or do we? <laughs> so then the doorbell rings at the estate and it's the police. And they're like, well, we, we found the car on the side of the road. And or, no, it was Baba. That's right. Right. Because Baba comes daughter. back acting like he found her mm-hmm. wandering around. And then they're like, well, where's Samir? And he was like, oh. He's dead. He didn't make it. The storm took him out. I thought they said a car accident. Yeah, they, he said oh, that there was a storm. And then, you know, whatever it is, it could have been a car accident in the storm, whatever. But I would have asked a lot more questions if my son died or my brother died. Or uncle or. Yeah. I'd be like, well, we need to brother. go find his body. You know, they just kind of give up and they're like, oh, come on in, Baba. Come live with us. <laughs> like what <laughs> he's like you saved our daughter you now owe us and you're going to live here with us and serve us and it's like what that doesn't make any sense at all so he becomes a servant for Takor Takor is that his name I guess the uncle mm-hmm. and you can tell that there's obviously something wrong with Jasmine like staring wildly at the fish right before mm-hmm. and then it you're right it does explode which is kind of weird. It happens in front of the mother, too, which she's like, she's completely different. There's something weird about her. Yeah, she started talking shit about her. Yeah, like the next day to the uncle, and he's mm-hmm. she's like, she's been outside burying her dolls for fun. You know, which Jasmine overhears, and she's doing that face with this, like just the staring weird shit, which we kept laughing at. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, uh, she's staring all weird, and then... Uh, she continues to stare at this picture of Samir later on, and it starts bleeding out of the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the picture? Yeah, and the mom comes in and sees it again mm-hmm. and screams, and Jasmine is on this, like, swing staring at her, saying, Today you will die. <laughs> and she's, like, freaks out and tries to run to the door, but fucking Jasmine locks the door with so she can't get With her mind powers. Out. Yeah. Oh, with her mind powers. <laughs> But her bro, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but her brother and her father, who know that they hear the the commotion, they like bust through, and she's hung herself. Like yeah, she it, hung herself from some place that you don't even know how the hell she could have gotten to. So it doesn't even make any goddamn sense, mm-hmm. you know. Like nobody could reach that. But the painting's bleeding on the wall, and Jasmine's passed out in the swing, and he consoles the other daughter because she has a sister. Jasmine does. And he's like, we need to get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're sending her to grandma's. And they, they keep Jasmine there, but they send the sister off. We got real confused at this part. Very confused. Because we didn't know who she or he, they were explaining because they just cut to it. And then it's like 20 years later. Yeah, which they didn't even explain that. We had to kind of guess. And then we have our first musical number. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's the sister, right? In the bathtub. So it's, I wrote down the bathtub song. Oh, it's the bathtub song with fucking Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's this guy that, that we meet early on who's like kind of like, he's just one of the workers on the house because there's like a bunch of people that work for this house. And he's like really skeevy and like he has vegetables or something like that. And he like sneaks around and is like watching her take a bath and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's, she's like, uh, why are you up here? And he's like, I'm uh, delivering the vegetables. And she's like, the vegetables go in the kitchen, idiot. Put them downstairs. So it's very apparent that Jasmine has two different personalities, but you don't know it right away. And she doesn't even she's not even aware of it, which I thought was kind of fun. I thought that was like an interesting way to approach it or whatever. 
Yeah, but the song was weird. It was like it was like her wooing that guy to her, and then she didn't want him when he came there. Right. So it was really confusing. She gets in a towel and she drops it, and creepy Caesar for a bit. That's that's a, yeah, that's what happened right before yeah. But anyway, so apparently the sister got sent away to grandparents and her cousin or something, who's all slobbering over her. They're driving together and they're. <laughs> There's some rocks in the road and there's this like weird routine where the cousin gets out of the car. He rips his pants <laughs> and he's he's being he's the comedic actor. You know what I mean? Like he's he's being very Jerry Lee Lewis. He runs, Jerry up a, Lewis. he runs up a tree. He's like up in a tree. Well, he first he picks up a rock and then there's this big dude that just appears out of nowhere while he picks it up. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he drops it on the guy's foot. And then that guy goes and like chases the sister while he goes up into the tree mm-hmm. and she gets kidnapped almost by that guy but a guy on the side of the road who's driving up sees it and then tries to save her and then gets into a fight with this huge dude that looks like andre the giant totally straight up and that's the weird thing is is that after he saves her life all of a sudden now they're part of the same caravan <laughs> so she just starts riding around with him they go to a hotel <laughs> and the fucking this is the weird thing this part fucking cracked me up when they go to the hotel there's like this guy and he's like you don't want to stay here this is a really shitty hotel mm-hmm. and they're like oh we love shitty hotels it just means it's cheaper and he's like yeah but there's like three things wrong with it and he's like well what are they and they're like well there's a lot of cats in every room and he's like oh i love cats and then he's like yeah we also have wild dogs that kill people outside <laughs> Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he said, he's like, oh, the water doesn't work. And uh, we only have a fan that works one time out of the year. And they're like, perfect. <laughs> so the guy who owns the hotel turns around and his brother, his older brother, comes through the door. And it's out like, nowhere. I think it's either a little person or a young child dressed up as an older brother. Right. And he's literally like a third the size of him. And he's got like a pipe and like mustache and like gray hair and, and a shit. hat, an old guy Was hat. It? Yeah. And he's like sitting on the couch or whatever. And they're like, wow, that's your older brother. There's a huge difference between the two. <laughs> Just funny. Then they go up to the to show him where their hotel room is. And he's like, OK, the madam will go over here to the left and you two can go over here to the right. And he's like, oh, the, the creepy cousin's like, oh, don't worry. There's a door that we can knock on the door in the middle of the night if we want to get the hold of the other one, right? And he's like, so it's okay to the other guy. And I was like, ew. Like, <laughs> calm the fuck down, dude. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Like, I, I don't know either. It was like a filler scene or something. Then they go back to the estate where the whole family lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, uh, Jasmine's obviously having possession issues yeah she's like getting possessed or whatever and she's like changing or something like that she was like like some of the guy that had the veggie guys like trying to bust down the door jasmine's who's having this possession fit and she's like full-on nasty snake face like levitating dishes and smashing chairs against the wall and shit exorcist shit yeah and then she like just suddenly snaps out of it and they're like and then doesn't the doctor show up yeah psychiatrist yeah yeah And he's like, we need to help her, and it doesn't need to be physical. We need to help her mentally. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. He leaves, and that's when the cousin and Jasmine's sister, who's going to college, and the random stranger is taking a shower 
And the sister, there was a weird scene where the sister comes in. And While he's showering. Yeah, and she's like staring straight at his dick. And he's like, hey, what are you looking at? And she's just like, do, 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 do. She's like staring at his ding dong, I swear to God. And he's like, what are you looking at? And she's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And he starts laughing. And then out of nowhere, the two hotel guys, the brothers. Just walk in. They walk in and start laughing too. <laughs> That was great. It was funny. It was weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on in this hotel, man? And then the little brother goes over to him and starts... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't say. But now that's when it's time for another song, of course, because, you know, got to have those in there, which they cut out the music for. Yep. And it's like a flirting song, but we can see the words. Yeah, it was about love and... I'm waiting for you and shit. Yeah, what the heart says and as they dance together and he, and he comes back after the song and it's, I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't anything special either. It's just the random guy and the sister. There's uh, the hotel guy fixes the pants of the cousin because he ripped him. Remember, he was trying to pick up the rock. Mm-hmm. And there was this weird scene again with the cousin and the cousin's like, come in. And then the guy's like, what do you mean come in? I dropped the soap. He's like, yeah, I dropped the soap. It's like, okay. And he's like, no. No. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this? It's very rapey. That's when uh, there's like back at the, there's like a gas station, a local gas station. And this guy named Ragu is telling the guys, he's the veggie guy. He's telling this gas station about Jasmine and how hot and crazy she is. And that's when she pulls, she pulls up. up and gets gas. Right. And she's like fucking macking on him hard. She's luring him in and wants him to meet at the her villa by the, tonight by the lake, which was confusing because they said tonight at night at nighttime. But yeah, every time they shot, it was during the day, except some some that might have just been a translation. Error. No, it's not a translation error. It's just that they shot in the daytime because you couldn't see anything at night. <laughs> but they didn't like really express that, so it's like immediately the gas station guys out at the lake watching her take a dip a in the dump. lake. A dump. Ah, That's what I thought you were gonna say. It sounded she, like you were gonna say a dump. Jesus Christ! But she she was luring him in, so you know she could she could do satanic shit on him, you know, and bite. He she bit his arm. Well, she lures him back to the house. He's like, "Oh, you got fancy alcohol here, and let's get shit faced." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "I think I'm all ready to go." And then they actually have sex. I thought he was she was gonna kill him before it. Yeah, they had seconds, and then she bit his arm. Yeah. And then he was dead. Yeah, which is wah, weird. Wah, wah. They had these, like, weird cobweb things in the house, too, that were very fake. But I think they were just there for artistic expression or something. Mm-hmm. This is the scene where they're, they're back at the hotel, and the guy's pouring the milk. And then this cat. And it's not like the cat jumped. Somebody seriously threw this cat at these people. And the milk just went everywhere. And they're like, cussing, stupid fucking cat. Like, blah, blah, Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, like later later on, it it says what they do to the cat, which I'll wait. Yeah, we yeah we'll wait on that. But Jasmine's uh, sister shows up with the new guy, the random stranger or whatever, who we find out his name is Hement, and his uncle meets and and sister tells him he saved her from a madman, and he's like, ah, oh, well, I guess you should be you should run one of my factories then. Like what? Like you just met this guy and you're gonna give him a factory to run? And he's like, yes, and we'll call you our husband. And, uh, you know, don't call me Thanquar. Call, call me, me father. father. Yeah, like, what is... I know that's not realistic. These are some really nice people. Yeah. 
They even have a Satanist. Come in, fuck my life, come fuck my wife, whatever you want to do. They even have a Satanist there living with them, and they don't even know it for like for like yeah. fifteen years. Baba, the guy that killed the guy that that they that loved, showed up with the daughter when she they was gave a him a girl. place to live. I mean, this is a total like you know fucked house. <laughs> but now it's time for a Jasmine song, and of course, you know that has that audio cut again. Right, she's on the beach and shit. Right, and she's like. Hey, baby, want to ride? This, like, other guy. And then he's all drunk, and she gets in, of course. And in the car, the man sees her leg. It was really weird. It, like, spins around. I don't know why. And he's all freaked out, and she turns, and it's old snake face sucking him dry. And he, like, falls out of the car, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when Ragu tells the uncle that they found Jason, uh, Jasmine's handkerchief next to that dead man's body. So he goes to talk to her about it, and she doesn't remember. And he's like, why are you wandering around in the woods at night? And she's like, I don't fucking know. In some fucked up voice, and he's like, she's like, I'll go where I like. And he's like, oh, oh, geez, she's really angry. <laughs> like, not possessed at all. <laughs> and then, like, the sister, like, says she's going to sleep. Her sister comes home, of course. And she's like, I'm going to I'm going to sleep in Jasmine's room tonight. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. And Jasmine's like, I do what I like. Looks at him like that. You remember? Uh huh. The psychiatrist comes back and he tries to hypnotize Jasmine. And when he puts her under, he's like petrified because she finds out that she's like this witch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know how to tell anybody. And she's like talking in this voice. So he's trying to like figure it out. And they they they. He records this, you know, and lets the uncle hear it. Because didn't he hypnotize her? Yeah, when he was, that's what I said. When he was hypnotized, he'd hypnotized her, and she started talking to demon. He recorded it, let her uncle hear it, and Baba, the fucking demon fucking warlock guy, overhears it, so he kind of catches, like, a heads-up notice, and he's looking all meat. like, oh, shit. Which, by the way, every scene of him, he looks like he's unenthused about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this unenthused look on his face. Pure I, evil. I don't know if it's pure evil or pure annoyance. <laughs> like, he doesn't look comfortable at all. There was a scene. By the way, they used some footage from fucking... Body Snatchers. From Invasion of the Body Snatchers in it. Because he's got this scene where he's talking about a dog man. And like he's like, oh. He's reading Best Horror Stories book. Right. A book of best horror stories. And he's like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a guy... Who turns into a dog. And then they show that scene in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like the full ass scene. Like, yeah, where there was the yeah. homeless guy who fell asleep next to his dog and, and then they kicked the fucking uh, sack and mm-hmm. it like combined the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then the dog runs up to them later on and like they, fucked up. they get she gets freaked out by it and it alerts all the other ones. They use that specific scene right there in there. Mm-hmm. They do that again for another movie too and I can't remember what it was. It was the thing the dog the dog that's shot. right because yeah. one of the characters goes to a fucking factory and there's like a dog and they just made it look like there was dogs like in this room and it was the fucking thing yeah they use the that shot from that movie <laughs> like Which is what funny, the so fuck too and I'm, I'm wondering if we missed any more you know there i didn't i don't remember that but after that body snatcher scene that that was the part where they were like you know what you need to do to that cat you need to you need to trap it. You need to put it in a in a bag. You put that cat in a bag, and then you get a stick, okay? And then you kill that cat. They then they fucking did it. Yeah, like Ragu's like the veggie guy. He bagged the cat and killed it. 
That's which which Baba is none too happy about, by the way, because no. that's his that's his demon cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they subconsciously knew it was a demon. But doesn't cat. it come back? Like they hear the cat. Yeah, later? it does. the The cat comes back to haunt him. Right. Um, Go ahead. Oh, and then he feels something pulling him, and it's a cat. They hear the cat screaming, and they're like, I thought you killed that cat. But, and then, like, something was pulling him. Right, but he didn't he tell goes, everyone. He yeah. just told, like, like yeah. one, one other guy, person. Yeah. I think the cousin, right? Yeah, because, I mean, that sounds crazy. They killed that cat. But, yeah, it came back and got him. <laughs> That's when it's time for another musical number that the audio is cut again. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Jasmine seducing Hamant. Her sister's new boyfriend, Mm -hmm. the factory runner and the husband, apparently, because they move really fast in this movie. Uh, But he's all about it. And they all kiss and cuddle and he's like dancing with her. And then the doc comes out and she disappears. And he's like, where'd she go? And then Ragu hears the cat again. That's when he gets freaked out by that. That's Mm -hmm. what it was. Oh, there's that scene where she's like sitting in front of the TV like Carol Ann. And the doctor sees the smoke coming out of the room. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. There's like smoke pouring out of her closet and she he approaches her and she turns around all lizard face screeching at him. And, <laughs> it, and he somehow manages to get away. Everybody always seems to get away in these situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They're sneaky. In both of these movies, I don't know why they always seem to get away. Because the, the movie needs to continue on for another hour. Yeah, it's so weird. I think he like tries to escape at some point and like sees her on the road all of a sudden she bashes through the window and then he wrecks or something doesn't he mm-hmm. and his eyes pop out of his head do you remember that oh yeah and then Hamant is like super suspicious of baba he seems to be acting kind of like sus then there's like this weird horse carriage race with a military like vehicle was it a jeep yeah i think so it was like a little jeep <laughs> And they like it goes to some ruins where they got like this culty sword guys that fight Hamant for a little bit mm-hmm. and they battle to the death and then like Baba's commanding them to fight Mahakal. And isn't this when the uncle shows back up alive? Yes, that's right, because it was a big reveal. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh my god, I'm a, a, some I thought you died fifteen years ago. And like, where has he been, by the way? <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's locked up. Oh, because the, the, he made a deal with them that they would leave their family alone if if Mm-hmm. If uh, if he played nice, right, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But then didn't they start fighting, and then the, the Hitchcock guy pops up to rescue him? Yeah, um, martial arts crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. He, like, goes ham on everybody. Like, he's like a fucking superhero or something, you know? <laughs> but everyone escapes, and they make it back home with Samir, and the uncle's, like, crying. He's like, where have you been all these years? And it's like, no, nobody doesn't explain shit. He just, like, appears. And then they realize that, you know, Baba has all these plans and Jasmine's in, is turning into a witch because he's a black magician and they look for Jasmine, but she's like in the woods, like getting ready to be sacrificed or something like that mm-hmm. to bring back the full Nikita. form of Nikita. So they're back with the dildo heads. <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. Yeah. And then they go to rescue her, right? And then there's like this big epic fight. Well, battle. I love when they opened the casket. I was like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. she hasn't aged at all over the past 20 <laughs> years. She doesn't look a day over 900. Her latex is still as fresh. As- <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the same shot. Like there was no dust yeah, it, or anything. It was, it, it was the same <laughs> shot. It's funny. It's just like you feel like they would have like put a little uh, effort into that part. Of it, but, you know, whatever. But then doesn't that daddy like grabs the bottle, right? And doesn't he break it? That's how, yeah, they defeat um, Nikita. Nikita's or yeah Baba. thing. But like, oh yeah, but but Nikita wakes up and she's fucking pissed. Well, he gives him an ultimatum because Baba's like, "Don't break the bottle." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "If you break the bottle, then you'll die." 
and she'll die. He's like, that's the chance I'll just have to take. And he breaks it and she melts and he dies like <laughs> he's like i love my children that's what i'll do for them so samir basically fucking martyrs himself pretty much mm-hmm. and then doesn't he like i accept death that's what he said and he smashes the bottle and then do- he throws the dirty 30 sign thing into baba oh that's right because nikita right. comes back to life and she's like hissing and screeching while baba laughs mm-hmm and she tries to take over anyone she can. Like, she's trying to possess them. And Samir pops out that symbol. Yeah. And then once he busts out the, the symbol thing, then the dildo heads explode everywhere. That's right. And then she melts then the, for good. And the statue falls over. Yeah, the statue catches, catches fire. Yeah. They built a really cool set, by the way, I have to mention. It was a cool set. Um. So, yeah, Samir attacks her with the candle. <laughs> And then don't they uh, bring the coffin to uh, to one of the statues? They 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 that's what it was. I yeah. keep saying I think I, I remember her melting, but I couldn't remember where it was. They yeah. bring her into the Vishnu. Yeah, Vishnu statue. Uh, statue, and it's like she melts because just being around Vishnu's presence mm-hmm. because she's pure evil. And then right, and the witch was like, "Hell no!" Yeah, and then, like uh, <laughs> melted. The end. I feel like that's not the end of it, though. Like, I feel like there's probably a part two that could have come up from that because they can just bring back anybody. Oh, well, want, yeah. You know? I mean, you can bring back. Anything. Did Baba die, too? I don't remember if he died. Yeah, Baba died. Baba. When he smashed the bottle, did Baba die? His eyes exploded. Remember? No, I forget. There was, dude, there was so much going on in this movie. Like, it was just like, is it over yet? No, it's not over yet. But anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Like I wrote it down. There's too much. There's too much. We've already gone over everything in the fucking movie just yeah. about. When the sigil, he threw the sigil symbol at Baba. And then he. Oh, yeah. that's right. He stuck him with it like yeah. a fucking spear. Exactly. There you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who doesn't take good notes? All right. Well, <laughs> you have different notes than me. So we were jumping all over the fucking place, but. I don't know. I really thought it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of crazy shit that happened in that. Not a lot of gore, but, you know, a little bit, I guess. You know, just fun. It was just fun. Yeah. But we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that's that ripoff movie of Child's Play called Papagudia, which I did the notes and work for. Papagudia came out in 1996. A child murderer and a black magic practitioner transfers his soul to a doll before death and wreaks havoc in the lives of the doll's new owners, a boy and his elder sister. Poppy Goodia means sinful doll, the sinful doll, or sinful. That makes sense. This doll was fucking sinful. Sounds kind of kinky, too, though, a little bit. Not really, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) Anyway, this is directed by Lawrence D'Souza, who also did Mahir. Fuaji and more. He had writer Talat Reki, who is an actor and a writer, by the way. He wrote movies like Manhanta, the film, Vijay Path, and more. We have Avinash Wadhawan, who plays Vijay the Cop. I'm just going to name off the guys. Uh, Charisma Kapoor, who is a singer. She actually just goes by Charisma. She is uh, actually, they use the same names because I guess. When you're, Might as well. It's like if you put Lady Gaga in the role, you know. Right, in, you use Gaga, yeah. Right. They got Tinu Anand, who is the inspector. Mohan Joshi, who plays uh, Raghavan, the master. And Sakati Kapoor, who plays Chani, who is the, you know, the Chucky, Charles Lee Ray character. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I really couldn't find anything about the price or, you know, how much he spent on it. I looked everywhere. Christina, what are your thoughts on this fine film? Here I go. The amount of dialogue in this movie is fucking unbearable. <laughs> there is fucking a lot. unbearable. But I will tell you, I did enjoy the similarities of Child's Play in this. It is fun. It is fun. I felt like there was more of an origin story here. Yeah. You know, but with added elements, they added a love story. And of course, they have the song and dance <laughs> elements, which didn't really blend well. Yeah, like this the one other didn't blend one. as well. Yeah. yeah, it didn't blend as well as all. Uh, at all. At all. The story, again, was confusing, <laughs> just like the other movie. I think it's, it's just because there's just so much going on. Um, I did. I love the doll. I love they used that doll. That's so I shitty, love, dude. I love when the doll became evil, when it was like doing evil shit, like this music would play. And its head would tilt. Yeah, it was really cool. I really liked that. It was good. <laughs> its eyes would blink occasionally. <laughs> they even awesome. tried to move its mouth in some weird way. <laughs> or they would do these overlaying shots with the, the, the guy who is possessed, possessing the doll, which I actually liked. I thought that was really cool. Oh, you transposed. It was like yeah, opaque. it was like the doll and the like guy. You could see his face and her face at the same time. Yeah, like while it was talking and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um, there it was too long. It was way too long. There was too many slow parts. Hence the the, the amount of dialogue. Uh, they injected a love story, which was kind of annoying. But I get it. I get why they did it. I wish there was com- more comic relief in this. There was like none. Yeah, they didn't have Zero. any. Yeah, there was none. Uh, I think it was to respect the other movie, maybe to because that's what people liked. Oh yeah, I don't know, but uh, but they put the love songs in, so I mean, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, if you're a child's play, if you're a big child's play fan, I would recommend you watch this. But I will probably never watch it again. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Four out of okay. ten. What about you? I mean. It's clearly a ripoff. I mean, remake, whatever you want to fucking call it, of Child's Play. It literally follows pretty much every single scene to a T, even some of the angles and everything. You know, they they had to do what they had, you know, what they had to work with. So some scenes look different, obviously, but they pretty much follow the same pattern. They did switch like one scene out for a later scene, which was kind of cool. I think it's pretty crazy how it follows exactly how it is i was not that's not something we we really experience anymore but when they're doing remakes back then that was the traditional way to do it is to do a scene for scene movie what was it scene for scene but but updated you know what i mean for the most part a lot of them were a lot of them leaned towards doing the same scenes maybe changing a tiny thing they just changed like the characters and the elements yeah this is obviously super low budget too. So, but you know, the, some of the dance routines in this, by the way, are actually better. I think than the yeah, other ones. They're more yeah. entertaining and weird. And uh, I think the girl who's singing them, while the songs aren't probably as popular as the ones from the other from the. Uh, obviously, because this didn't have any copyright infringements. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you can see the different tastes of things too between these two movies like how things change because this is like really heavily michael jackson influenced well the other one was too a little they always a dude little. well maha call i'm sorry is is the 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 freddie ripoff uh-huh they have the mike they have uh michael jackson michael elements. jackson elements mm-hmm. in there because like one of the guys that's in the movie the comic relief is always pretending to be michael jackson <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I get them confused. But anyway, yeah, it, it's low budget, you know, so they couldn't do like a proper, you know, scene for scene. But it kind of makes it really funny. Like 
you know, all your favorite scenes that you saw Child's Play and how they recreate it was kind of funny. Like, the whole babysitter scene was really funny. The, like, whole, like, him walking over the, like, flower on the table scene and Mm -hmm. how they all kind of work it together was kind of fun. It's really long, and, you know, you got to... Instead of the mom being a single mom taking care of her child, it's a sister who lost her parents and she's taking care of her brother. Mm-hmm. And he gets she gets him the doll like off the street corner. But everything is very comical. Like it's just like even the like black magic guy, he's got like these treads and like he it's just pretty fake. Uh, and they even braided some other dude's hair to make him seem like he's part of his posse or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some scenes where they just like straight up steal kids out in public. Like, I, and puts up he like puts a sack over their heads and then just takes the kids. This he is the Charles Lee character. Is, he is hiding in his coat, running around with this kid in his coat. Right. So this is like the prequel she's talking about because they like have about 20 minutes of this prequel stuff mm-hmm. where you get to know the killer and like everything like that, and then one of his uh one of his kidnaps fails and that's when you know you get right into the beginning of child's play where they go into the toy store well in this one it's like a department store and and then you know he picks this 99 cent doll to fucking put his soul into like if you're gonna put your soul into something man don't go to the 99 cent store i joe i don't know (laughs) a little a little little one yeah oh my god it's I running would, around killing people with a pen. It's like stabbing people's eyeball eyeballs out. Wouldn't it be cool if like there was like a like a life size statue of Robocop, you know, and he just put him into them? We could just get crazy with the Charles Lee oh. Ray story. <laughs> Your move, punk. <laughs> You're out of control. Well, they got that movie, what is it called? Robo Vampire? Oh, I don't know. It's like part vampires against fucking Robocop. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, I don't know. This one is not as good as the other one, but it is has some moments in it that did make us laugh. Uh, if you like seeing sort of retreads of like Child's Play done through the lens of like very amateurish kind of style, you know, with some songs thrown in and some silly fucking silly moments. Like there's some things things that they changed in the movie that it's like, wait, is that kid driving? <laughs> like, uh, like, no, it was the doll. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, like, and I don't know how the doll did it because you can't even reach the fucking, you can see its legs. His mind powers. Yeah. <laughs> the doll's mind powers. And someone wrote us, and I can't think of their name right off the top of my head. Chris, Chris did, Chris Cameron. He was all like, oh, he's like, he's, he put it in the uh, group for Do You Love Horror on Facebook, which is our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Poppy Gudia was better than Child's Play. And I would have to disagree. <laughs> I disagree, too. I mean, there is some things. It's funny. It's a fun. I would love to own it. Like, I don't dislike it, but it's not as good as Virana. I would still like to own it. But I would probably give this one like a five out of ten on the S big scale. Right. It's really kind of missing a little something there. But there is some kind of cool uh, changes that they did in the movie and some really silly dialogue. Like, for example, there's just something that just blew me away in this movie is that they had this they, they wedged in this love relationship. And you want to know where this fucking detective meets his love of his life? Murder scene. The murder scene of the first babysitter. 
He's the one that got thrown out the window. Yeah. (laughs) They do these zooms in on their faces. They did three for each of them. So there was six zooms <laughs> to show that they were both like falling in love at yeah. first sight, and instantly everybody has to get married. They live together, like it's just crazy. Daddy like, doesn't approve. Yeah, like. but anyway, like I kind of liked it. Five out of ten, I still think is worth watching. It's just not, you know, it's terrible film, but on an S big scale, it's actually so bad it's good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should check it out if you're a Child's Play fan for sure. Just to see how ridiculous it gets, because watching a cheap, golden-haired, like, standard fucking two-foot doll that you would see on a Dollar Tree shelf or whatever is maybe $2, but, you know, it's like, you would see it at, like, a fair or something like that. Oh, yeah, when you go throw the balls in the thing. Like the light plastic, yeah, yeah, like super light plastic, like, would come apart. They don't even make dolls like this anymore because they're so fucking creepy. No, nobody was, wants these dolls. In the movie, it was called an angel doll. Uh, oh, Twinkle was. Oh yeah, no, it was called we, an angel doll. But somebody else called it a Twinkle doll well, in it, the forms. In the in the beginning, I it mentioned Twinkle Baby. Twinkle Baby. Yeah. That's right. I I don't know if it was giving the doll company a shout out or what, but we looked it up and there was a doll called Twinkle, Twinkle Baby, Baby, but it didn't look like the same doll. Right. So it was weird. Whatever. Anyway. Well, there is no trivia on this one, but we do want to kind of talk about some of our scenes in the movie that we can uh, kind of make fun of or laugh about. Uh, maybe some of the differences between the original and which one was better. I'll give you two guesses. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, you can watch this on Tubi for free or you can watch it on uh, YouTube as well. But I'll, I'll have links down below. So if you guys want to watch it, you definitely can. Definitely support the movie if you can, at least. Uh, so if you can watch it on Tubi. I didn't watch it there, but we didn't know it was there. But here's your warning. So, yeah, well, like we mentioned, the whole beginning of the movie is just like kind of filling you in on all the characters. There's a guy and he, he needs to sacrifice 12 children. For 12 full moons. On 12 full moons in order to get something or rather. I don't even fucking know. He's got... There's another guy that has shittier dreads, which I thought was really funny. And he's giving the other guy shit because they lost their child. This is the child that they stole. What? How did? Where did he get that child from? I don't think they said. Yeah, they did. Oh, that's right. They're at a ba- baseball game. Oh. And the kid goes out to get the ball in the bushes, and he's, like, watching the kids. And the kid comes in, and he just puts a black sack over his head and then, like, grabs him. And the kid doesn't scream or anything. It's just, like... Whatever. He puts him in the car in the van. They have this red van and with his buddy. And then it bites one of them and then gets free at some point because some old wound beggar is trying to like get in. And so this other shittier dread hair guy is giving him shit saying, how the fuck could you let him go? It's a fucking child. Now we're fucked. And he's like, yeah, we're fucked. And then he's like stabs him. It's like, uh, okay. So then... There's this weird talent show scene thing going on, okay? Part music, part song. And then the guy is creepily just creeping in the background, looking at the kids, and they keep flashing to, like, different kids doing different things, you know, because it's a talent show. So he grabs a kid. This is the part where he puts him in the back. On the stage. Yeah. Just grabs him, puts him in his coat, and then starts (laughs) running. Okay, and then he's outside, and then the detective's there. Right, let me, me explain this part real quick. Okay. Earlier in the movie, when we got to introduce to the detective, he's a new guy. The whole town is going mad because their children are missing and nobody's finding out what's going on. 
So they bring this new detective in to do it. And one of his vices is smoking and his boss hates it. He's like, oh, you're just sitting around here smoking cigarettes, not doing anything. Well, he's at this talent show to make sure everything goes smoothly and watch out for the kids because they think that he might show up. The murderer might show up and he asks the murderer for a, a match. So his, I love this. This is the part that I like the connection that they thought of this. Mm-hmm. That that scene where he was making fun of him for smoking is actually what caught the guy. Right. So he gets a commendation for catching the guy because the guy's like, yeah, I have matches right here. <laughs> and then the kid's like, and he's like, oh, my God, and it's then him. He, he trucks the kid at the detective. He like just chucks, <laughs> like like in the last movie yeah. with the cat where they chuck the cat. In this movie, they chuck the kid. It reminds me of that meme where it's like, I'm going to take this motherfucker and hit him with another motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. And because they both fall down. And then the, the detective like grabs his gun and he starts shooting at him and then he starts chasing him. That's when they go into the factory and then the, the toy store. They yeah. end up at the toy store. You know, like it's like a nice little extra thing that they had in the beginning of the movie. So it wasn't exactly the same. And they kind of explain away some sort of things, which is cool. Right. But then when they get in the toy store, it is exactly the same. It is. He falls on the he falls on the box of dolls. But he doesn't say the same thing. He doesn't say the give me the power. I beg of thee. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> Isn't that Indiana Jones? No, yeah, you're right. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's not the Lost Ark. It's the. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. Now I can't remember. You get, I, I'm fucked up now. Uh, well, he says something. We don't yeah, he mean, says dum, yeah. dum, 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 something like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it sounded nothing like Child's Play, by the summons way. Summons the soul into the doll. Yeah, he says stuff like, you know, I am your slave and you, you know, you are the master. Well, and it doesn't matter. It was kind of interesting. And then our, we get our first song and they're introducing the main character. We don't know this yet. Yeah, it just goes into her singing like a, a beat it Michael Jackson song pretty right. much. Right. And it's like, it's kind of fun. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I like how they like put the production into this. I mean, it's pretty much like you're watching like Gem and the Rockstar. Gem and the, what is it? Gem and the Rock. Holograms? Gem and the Holograms. Is that, that what it is? It? Yeah. It's like, you know, you're thinking 90s style or like 80s style fucking like dance like cruise and shit, you know? Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Is that what it is? She's, it was, she was Debbie Gibson. It's kind of reminding me of that, you know, those Electric times. youth. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, we're the kids in America. Whoa. And then we find out that the girl who's singing is actually the sister of the little boy. Named Raju. Who was almost kidnapped at the talent show. Right. He was the one boy that was doing some breakdance moves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he got thrown. <laughs> like as a weapon. <laughs> but his sister is like, she's a singer and she takes care of him. And they have, you know, basically just have each other. And then that night. Raju um, gets taken home by the police. They're like, yeah, here's your brother. And it's like, why was he at the talent show by himself? Why was there nobody there taking care of him? Because his parents are dead. Right. But (laughs) what kind of irresponsible fucking sister is she? But she needs to work because how is she supposed to take care of him? I mean, I get it, but it just seems wrong. Shit happens. Sometimes kids have to take care of themselves. It sucks. Well, this wouldn't have happened if she was there. So I don't know about you. No, listen to me, No, you listen to me. That kid would have still gotten kidnapped. Nobody would have gotten kidnapped. You saw that kidnapped. He wouldn't have turned into a doll. (laughs) (laughs) But then doesn't uh, 
doesn't okay the sister then takes him the kid to pick out a toy on the street so they he picks out a doll right and it happens to be from that toy store like the fucking child's play yeah exactly of course right. except it's not in a back alley where she's trying to find the good guy doll and she pays the guy five hundred dollars he's like it's 125 raj or whatever the fuck it is dinar uh-huh. and she's like oh um fucking that's too much i'm not gonna buy that and he's like okay i'll do it for a hundred and he gives it to me then she takes it and he's all happy and takes it home and then that night when he goes to bed the tv turns on by itself and the doll's sitting out in the living room because it wants to see him, himself on the news yeah because he wants like to child's know. play yeah, that was in child's exactly. play exactly and then he's like talking to the doll and he's like see i told you she'd be mad and he sits up and looks at the camera this does this doll does this a lot you never hear his voice, obviously. Well, yeah, in the beginning. until the very end, like the very end. Um, Chucky talks throughout the movie like a couple of times, mm-hmm. but they this movie they just kind of like kills it's people. Because they they have to fit they have to fit in the love story, okay? Right, Mona, the friend of the sister, is babysitting. She's the babysitter in this mm-hmm. movie, and when the doll comes out to kill her, they tried to. <laughs> I mean, this is a stiff shitty plastic doll right they made the attempt to walk the legs like like it was walking but you, know? you could just tell it they were just like moving the doll it was like very stiff yeah. <laughs> it was funny dude it was making me laugh but then she you like see the hammer in its hand uh-huh. and they're like puppeting it because you know like those dolls are like one they just they don't aren't posable okay so they don't have elbows they don't have wrists they 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 have a joint on the shoulder and it's one long thing and they put the hammer in his hand and they tried to make it look like it's running and then the fucking mona chick looks behind she hears something and then it smacks her across the face and she bitch went flipping out the window yeah, she not just flipped right out not one you know like in the in the child's place she just like lands on her back like, so that, you know, the stunt woman does it. This one, they just threw a fucking mannequin out the window and it did a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really funny. I laughed really hard at that. Uh, <laughs> that's when Karishna t- returns home and uh, that's when she sees the hunky leather jacket detective who's got his, like, collar popped up. And they zoom. They do those zooms I was talking about. It's like love at first murder scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then they that's when they find the little shoe prints. They go through the whole thing where they, like, blame, like they did in Child's Play. The where they, shoe prints in the flower. Yeah, did you do this? Did you, did you, did you? They try to accuse the child. She's like, what are you doing? You're blaming my child? Like, you sound insane. And they, they that's when you find out the name of the dolls, Chani. Right. It's not Chucky, it's, it's Chani. Because it starts saying, I'm Chani, will you be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, Karishma is, like, pretty sad, and she, like, talks to Raju, who's like, yo, the fucking doll killed her, I didn't do that shit. And Chani's like, she's better off, he's like, Chani said that she's better off dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's funny. You soulless little child, like, what is wrong with you? There's a scene in this movie that totally breaks, like, it. it just breaks the rationale thought like i think it was the scene where he runs over the beggar lady Mm -hmm. with the car right why would the kid just go along with that because the doll said so (laughs) duh stupid kid that was towards the end yeah it was like closer towards the end but whatever 
he like he pops the fence and it was like it was the kid behind it but they had the like doll propped up mm-hmm. standing on the seat and i'm like how's he pushing the pedals his mind powers yeah <laughs> I told you oh my god how can it hold a hammer i mean come on you gotta lose a little bit of, you know this is psychological psychic shit telepathic shit Back to the murder scene, though, where Mona, the, the thing is, right after that murder scene, they pop into a, a dance break. <laughs> so they can express their love for one another. For the detective and the singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm going to go on a limb here and say that there's something between the two of them, <laughs> because anytime there's a song, it means someone's in love. <laughs> <laughs> we've never had a song yeah even though, yeah right we've never had a song in yeah, dance alex e- even though this is wildly inappropriate for a day after meeting someone at a crime scene okay like wildly inappropriate they go to meet the detectives vj's dad and he's like a complete fucking piece of shit he's like hey vj and your lady He's like giving, he tells VJ to get the fuck out of there so he can talk to her alone. And then he tells her she's poor. Yeah, she's too poor to be with her son. She's poor because her parents are dead and she's taking care of her brother and and he can't have anything to do with that. He's like, are you a classical singer? A classical dancer? And she's like, no, I just do what I can to make money, you know? And he's like, yeah, that's not good enough. You're not the right status. Yeah, You're poor. Get out. (laughs) It's pretty that's bad. Pretty, that's pretty much what he did. But they did this weird thing where uh, VJ like, is like, hey, where are you going? And she's like, I've never seen rich people before. And now that I've seen them, I know how terrible they are. And you mean his dad, right? Like, that's what you're talking about? And then all of a sudden, she runs off. And then he wakes up from a nap. And it's like, is that a dream? Is he having a dream? What's going on here? Anyway, every time the doll's about to do something bad, they have this weird, distorted breathing Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when, you know, they do the whole scene where Andy goes into the city and then he goes back to his old place mm-hmm. to set it on fire to, to blow yeah, up. to blow up evidence about himself or something like that. But instead of if his old place, they turn it into the detect or the inspector's place mm-hmm. and blow up him mm-hmm. and kill him, which is interesting. Um, the kid gets blamed, obviously. And Charisma and VJ have a lover's quarrel in the police station over it. Totally appropriate. He's mad and er, she's mad and she throws the doll against the fucking wall when she comes home, which I thought was really funny. Mm -hmm. And you see it pop up and look like, hey, bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) You see like uh, Charisma take a shower or something and she's like calling for her brother, which I thought was really weird. Because she forgot her towel, so the doll brings... Oh, that's right. You see the... the you literally see the doll waddle. Mm-hmm. Down the thing. It's like waddling over to her And the, the little towel. doll arm with a towel in it. Like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Raju. Yeah, your hands are smaller and you're a lot lower. I don't know why that's weird for me, but okay, thank you. That's when Raju drives a stolen car to kill a homeless woman. And he runs her over by driving the car into her. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then they end up back at the police station. I don't understand why he has to do everything that cheap ass doll. And he's, you know what I mean? Like kid, kids don't know any better. Yeah, but they do a way better explaining of it in child's play than they do with this. Yeah, but still. He's my friend, and I'm stupid, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Andy. Fucking Raju. 
but you know, of course, he makes he makes it back because his sister says show, and he does this while he runs over the the homeless person um, while she's at the show, and he makes it back in time, so they can't blame him. But the police want to blame him anyway because they find the fucking clothing on the front of her car that's got blood all over it, and they're like, we just want to observe him, and they and they they keep him locked up in the prison and he's like don't worry he's in my good care <laughs> and then uh vj's like here take the fucking doll which of course you know it's like oh it's gonna kill her now or something right and she takes the doll home and tries talking to it and it won't talk to her so she has this like daydream where she's like dancing with her brother everywhere that they go they which... go to like a carnival and shit it's like a flashback yeah about their brother and sister relationship and then she comes up out of it and then she's like she opens up the doll box and realizes the batteries are still in. You remember that moment from right. Child's Play. And then she goes and she throws and starts using, um, she like goes to pick up the doll and, and like throws it and the doll talks to her. And what did he say? He's like, stupid girl, why are you inviting your death? <laughs> know what he said? Yeah, yes, he did. It comes alive as like a small child dressed like Chucky this time. Like it had red hair instead of yellow hair, like the doll they're using. So it was really weird. And the child has like a hat and shit. And it's like, you get, it's very clearly either a very tiny person or like a child. They, of course, fight again. The Charisma and VJ, they've been having this lover's quarrel everywhere they go during this whole murder. The, the, the murder scene honeymoon must be over, I guess. <laughs> she goes to the toy seller by herself because she's pissed off at VJ. And when she shows up, there's, like, these four guys that try to rape her. Yeah, they fucking pin her down on the table. I was like, oh, my God, where is this going? Yeah, and he puts, like, a, a fucking poker chip on her fucking... Her stomach. Yeah, and he's, like, ready to do it. And then VJ pops out of thin air. Thank God. It yeah. saves her. He he's, gets all kung fu and shit. He started blowing all the dudes and shit. And then he's like, what a hero. Wait, what? <laughs> I was just... Uh. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what if he, you know, like... <laughs> But they find the toy seller afterwards after he fights them all off. Mm -hmm. And he explains that he got it from the green card store, which is where the killer died and put his soul into the doll. So the, all the the dots are coming together for the detective. Right now he's a necromancer. That's what they started calling yeah. him. And they, they, of course, have their lovers, lovers talk again. And he's, he's, you know, he's never been back to his. He tells her that she he's never been back to his dad's house since he treated her that way, which would have been a really good fucking starter instead of yelling and arguing with her and never and not believing her. Like, why would you have arguments with somebody after they got treated like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But he tells her, he's like, I I've always loved you and I will always love you. And it's song time. So they do that. Yeah. And they're in like five different outfits. I don't know what that's all about. Did you notice that? Yeah. I don't know. It's a song. You got you got to, you know, change. Well, it's like, it's like, I get the feeling that if you don't dance in India, when you tell someone that you love them, you could be shot in the fucking head. How dare you? <laughs> you, do, you don't love me. You didn't sing to me. Let's I mean, sing a song together. I like, I fit. Wouldn't that be crazy if that was like, just like some like real thing? <laughs> Every time you say you love somebody, they're like, all right, dance time, everybody. They're like, I'm eating food. It might be a cultural thing. I don't know. No, I'm just saying, like, everybody's got some moves out there, though. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Like, I feel like. Okay. I feel like they got some moves. <laughs> like, the dudes can dance. You know what I mean? They all got that Michael Jackson thing. That's why I could see mm -hmm. why Michael Jackson was hugely popular out there. Right. For dancing, especially. You know what I mean? Right. 
So um, then the detective gets in his car. That's when he flips it. Well, the doll. Oh, that's the, right. The doll gets behind him. It's and like starts, surprise. Like, him. like so, you see, have the scene of him driving, and the doll's like attached to his neck. Yeah, here's Johnny. Like, yeah, and then what? He flipped the car. He fucking flips the car. And then he gets out and he starts shooting. Yeah, it's like the whole same thing as Child's Play. He hits the doll. He starts bleeding. He goes to the fucking, his old fucking voodoo master. Now it's time for another song, of course. Well, now we got to get it. With the master. And it's in the key of witchcraft this time. (laughs) And it's Chinese necromancer master and his lead sorceress of dance and song. (laughs) So they do that whole thing. And that's when Chani shows up and says, hey, motherfucker, I'm bleeding. This is not I don't want to be in this fucking doll thing anymore. Yeah, because I, now I experience pain. Yeah. So the master's like, you. I stopped caring about you when you started breaking the laws of voodoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Chani busts out his voodoo doll. Which is just like Child's Play, mm-hmm. only a really or shittier version. Yeah, and then he starts stabbing the voodoo doll. No, and- he crushes him. Oh, I thought he was stabbing him. He bent his arm back. He just bent his arm back, and then he fell on the ground and died. Oh, okay. But he didn't die before VJ gets there. And then he tells VJ, you know, hey, this is like what's going on. And you got to do this. You got to stop him. You got to shoot him in the heart. Because that's how he's like, you could kill him is you got to kill him in the heart. Mm-hmm. And then but John, after that, Chani goes to the the police station where fucking the kid is. Raju is. And he's like, hey, what's up, Chani? What are you doing here? And he's like, we got to go, kid or whatever. He's like, lay down, and yeah. then he tries to do the... The summoning spell, or yeah. not summoning, the fucking transferred spell. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, no, 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 no. So then he goes and he grabs the guard. Who gets killed by Johnny. Yeah, because the guard didn't even believe the kid. He goes in the room and fucking gets hammered in the back of the head. So then the kid starts running. Raju starts running. Right. And then, and then the other guards are blaming Raju for killing the guard. So then the sister and the detective show up, and they're like, oh, no. So then everyone starts running again. This is where they did some different things. Like, Mm because in Child's Play, you know, he turns into the doll in the house. And then, like, there's a showdown. They shoot him. There's all this shit all over the fucking house. And in here, he and Chani changes into his regular self. Right. Probably because it was just easier for fight scenes and stuff. Right. Like, they change him into his full-bodied self. But he has some, Mm -hmm. like, sort of powers where... The guy's trying to stab him or hit him or swing on him, and he keeps missing because he's mm-hmm. he's like not actually that tall. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he would have swung lower, it would have punched him right in the face. <laughs> Maybe I don't you know what I mean? It's like it's, yeah. like it's like a like a hologram popping out of Chani's hit like little doll head. Oh, that part. What yeah, he, that's he, what I'm talking about. Is Chani gets changed into a human being? Yeah, and then he grabs the kid, and then he starts trying to do the the ritual again, and then the detective shows up, tries to decapitate him, but then it shows- That was the worst. It was really bad. It turned into, like, this hologram thing where his head detached from his body. Right, but they did the way that they did this, and I got to explain this. Okay. He slaps him in the face. They split the film so that you can see this black bar- On the top. On the top or the bottom whenever they move it. So it's not like his head was floating. They wanted it to float. They just put a black bar under it. It's like they didn't complete the process. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on it there. Was weird. Yeah. I mean, they said that this movie turned out to be a disaster, and it's got a two point three on fucking line. Right. Well, then the what the funnier part is. So the, then after that part, they're still fighting, right? 
and then all of a sudden, you didn't even know it, a fucking cross, you know. Yeah, out of the fucking nowhere. Falls off a building. Straight like out of the omen. Yeah, exactly. And then into uh, his back. Yeah. Chaney's back. Chani. Chani. Chani's back. And then he died. And then they go to a beach scene, which you didn't see a beach the whole fucking time. Of his body with the cross in the back. Oh, yeah. Well, because he told him that he had to fucking kill him before dawn. So they were trying to make it so that the sun was coming up just in time. Just in time. Yeah. And then they were like, this is the power of the almighty God. Oh, yeah. No, I wrote it down here. I'll tell you. He said uh, the sun starts coming up and VJ wipes the dust off his hands. And he's like, God really does move in mysterious ways. The end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you think they would have done a little song and dance like after yeah right the death I don't the know celebration but no because then it would have moved in like four hours like they're putting his ashes in the dumpster <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I love you and you love me like the the, the satanists are like eating his eyes and shit <laughs> Jesus <laughs> eating his ashes drinking Kool Aid. Oh, man. Yeah, this movie was, like, pretty wild for a ripoff. I mean, it you would expect the ripoff to be more entertainment value, but somehow it's slightly less than Virana. But, you know, that's just our opinion. I mean, other people would probably, like, I know that one of my friends was saying, or one of our listeners was saying that they loved this movie. And, you know. Right. So, I mean. Well, I can see why. I mean, it could be higher for you guys, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I would definitely like to have these movies. Like, I would definitely, I would watch Virana again for sure, and I would definitely watch the the fucking Papa Gudia, Poppy Gudia again if like, I had a friend over and I was like, okay, you want to watch the Child's Play ripoff? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I hope I can get these sometime. Like they they become available because mm-hmm. like it would just be fun to have. You know? Right. So. But yeah, I don't know what we're even going to do next week here, guys. We haven't even figured that part out yet. I think we should wait. I we'll do. put it on social media. We do have the Yokai Monsters collection that we just got in the mail that we could do. But I don't know. I think it might be, it might maybe it's too, uh, it's, I don't know, too weird? Like to do two weird ones right back to back? Oh, I don't know. Is that too much for people? Or are you guys on a high and you want to fucking see more stuff that's like wilder and crazier and just weird underground shit. These movies, there's like three of them in the Yokai Monsters trilogy that are pretty amazing. Like they're from the 19 late, like 1968 and 69, but there are some pretty amazing practical effects and stuff and like camera photography tricks and stuff like that, that they do with all these monsters and stuff. These demons, Yokai are demons, by the way, it's the guys who did the die, Maijin comes the the trilogy of terror ripped from the pages of the Japanese folklore with ghosts, monsters from ancient myths and legends brought to life through stunning special effects, which they really are. I watched the trailer and I was like, holy shit, I went out and bought it immediately. (laughs) So it might be something fun to watch. I don't know. The sadness I'm going to be, we're going to be watching that like right after we get off this here. And then I'm going to be doing a review and an unboxing of it and like all this other shit. But, yeah, we'll figure it out. Let us know what you guys think. Like, are you looking for new, old, something weird? Like, just let us know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know on, like, Thursday, like we normally do, Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, 
thanks guys so much for coming by this week. We hope you enjoyed some of this Hindi horror stuff. And, you know, it's nice to try to change things up and like watch stuff that you haven't seen that makes you laugh or just does some weird visuals. And I think these movies kind of hit the spot this week for us. Totally. So, but uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for coming by this week. And we'll see you next week for a brand new episode. And as always, one hits a voice. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.